Good morning, afternoon, or evening, wherever you are in the world, and welcome to the bloody awesome movie podcast spoiler minisode for everything, everywhere, all at once. My name is Matt Hudson from What I Watch Tonight. Joining me as ever, he's he's still the statesman to my kingsman. Come on, it's John Burke from Burke Reviews. How are you, sir? I am doing very well, Matt. How are you doing today? Doing, I'm doing well, and this is an episode which has been uh, long anticipated for. For you and for me, since I've seen this film, because we're going to spoil everything everywhere all at once for those who have seen. If you haven't, what are you doing? Go and check it out. The film's amazing. Go and watch it and then come back because otherwise your viewing experience will be um, sullied if you listen to this prior. So let's get into spoilers. John, one, one, one phrase for you. Hot dog fingers. Hot dog fingers available to purchase at a24.com. Um, not a <laughs> joke. They have gloves with hot dog fingers. You're kidding. Like to order. I, I'm, I'm not sure. This out. I've oh, got to buy these. Um, I'm not sure if they'll ship to the UK or not. That's a whole yeah. other problem, but they're going to have to make uh, sure they do. They also have a bag of uh, googly eyes that you can buy that say everything everywhere all at once, like on the packaging. Um, otherwise they're just regular Google or Google eyes as uh, Michelle Yeoh says in the film. Um, <laughs> yeah. It is. We are not going to be able to cover everything this movie does because it would take the full time. Because this movie, every minute of this movie is used efficiently to tell story. Everything they set up pays off somewhere, including my favorite thing in the film, which is Rack and Cooney, um, <laughs> yeah. which is uh, Michelle Yeoh misinterpreting uh, what Rat- Ratatouille was, or at least misremembering, um, and telling the story, which then you think is just like this throwaway goofy scene where, ah, she doesn't remember. But no, because everything that is mentioned in this film pays off somewhere. Um, including that where we cut to her as a hibachi chef, um, only to find out that uh, one of the chefs has a raccoon under his hat that is controlling him, much like Ratatouille, except, no, no, it's Racking Cooney. Um, and it is Cooney. so funny. Uh, I love the payoff. And I, hyper-vigilant, and I, I, I very much operate under the assumption that if something is referenced or said in the film, there is a reason for it. So when she says that story, I'm like, well, that's going to pay off somewhere. And as soon as I saw her as a chef, I'm like, oh my goodness. Here and we go. cut to the guy and I was looking and I could see the raccoon tail hanging out of his hat right from the get-go. I'm like, <laughs> that hat has a raccoon tail. And sure enough, it pays off. And I, I was like, this is the most brilliant movie ever because literally everything, everything pays off. There are so many subtle things that I didn't notice the first time around. Like um, just the idea, if you, if you, you have to understand the multiverse idea that if you have anything that comes up that gives you choices, a new version of the universe is created simply because of those choices. So if you are trying to decide between chicken and fish, there's a version of the universe where you chose chicken and one where you chose fish. And then think of how many decisions in a day you make, how many branches there would be. And again, that's just one person. It's happening everywhere with every person making different decisions at all the time. And they, they illustrate that in some really cool ways, simply with him telling her, go to the closet. He has no intention of her actually going to the closet, but just by her having to make that decision to not go to the closet means there is another version of her that goes to the closet. And that subtle, simple structure shows how this works. It it gives something that is very complex and a real theory. Um, I believe it's in quantum physics of the multiverse theory. It makes it accessible and understandable and not only visually, but narratively so that it makes sense why we have the ability to kind of bounce between all these different versions. 
and how they do it, uh, which is a creative and humorous way that they have to do something uh, to, to launch them to this other thing, something unexpected, something weird. And there's some really funny scenes that come from that. I mean, there's so much here. Uh, the heart, the performances. I love the connection between mother and daughter. The idea of uh, basically nihilism, that nothing matters, so why bother to do anything, which is what uh, Joy, her daughter, has come to the conclusion as she's become Jojo Tabaki, uh, or Jobu Tabaki. Or Jobu Chewbacca at one point, um, which is a great little uh, joke. Um, and and then they combat that with the husband's kindness, that the only way to combat, combat this feeling that nothing matters is to appreciate those little acts of kindness, those little moments of joy, and just in embracing that. And what a, what a message we need for today's world where everything feels often bad and scary and confusing. And it's even more important. I think this is a paraphrase of what he says that when you feel that to be kind to each other, because they are also feeling scared and confused and worried. And in a world where it feels like everyone is, is fighting and everything is political. um, That, that message resonated so strongly for me. And I, I love the last 20 minutes of this movie, which it's often hardest to stick the landing. And somehow this movie not only sticks the landing, but they, they make such an impact with the landing that you walk out a little stunned and a little shell shocked at what you just witnessed. Uh, thanks for this. And everyone, I'm not going to be able to top any of that. So <laughs> that's all. No, I've, um, yeah. The ending of this film really got me, and I said on the non-spoiler the reasons why the performances, but the fact that it, it was it was so very earned as well. It wasn't it wasn't this kind of emotional beat that came out of nowhere. It builds and builds and builds because of the direction, because of the narrative, because of the writing, because of the before everything. It's it's just um, a confluence of everything in the in the in the film builds to this big moment at the end, which compared compared to the rest of the film. Feels very, you know, small. You know, it takes it's a, a a conversation between mother and daughter in a parking lot of a laundrette. You know, compared to what we've seen before, it's very, very small. It's very personal. It's very intimate. And I think the film needed it for that moment to kind of bring it back to that kind of to to this moment rather than going too wild. But at the same time, who would have thought you'd ever get emotional about two rocks overlooking the canyon? Yeah, you know, for sure, dude. That as well. It does the way these absurd kind of gonzo ideas are utilized in it, 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 it this film could so very easily have been a bust so very easily if it hadn't have been handled with so much uh passion as you mentioned on the non-spoiler this has been in the works for a while it's been worked on for a long time if it had been rushed or you know even a few percent not been there the film doesn't work anywhere near as well. And I mentioned hot dog fingers up top. There's even a payoff to the hot dog fingers oh, in, massive in, one, one. in one of the multiverse. Yeah, you've got um, Deirdre, who is Jamie Lee Curtis, like I say, her hard-ass, hard-nosed IRS inspector. In, in another universe, rather than being enemies, far from it, she's pursuing a romantic relationship with Evelyn, and, and it, which pays off in the end with their mustard-squirting fingers uh, and ketchup-squirting fingers, which is just a... A visual to behold, but uh, not only that, the that there's the co- the conflict between Joy and the mother. Partially, she she's accepting of her being a lesbian, but not totally understanding, and also kind of seems to still think it's a phase. But it and I think the multiverse, 
the, in the multiverse, she is a lesbian. And I think her ability to, you know, they say that you can, you get their emotions, their skills that like you can learn to be something else. She gets to feel that love and understand it in a way that she never could have before. Like she's literally now in Joy's shoes. And it, initially when she finds herself in that hot dog world, she's not only disgusted by the hot dog fingers, but she seems a little disgusted by uh, Deirdre at, yeah, at yeah. first. And then at the end, we see her really embrace and, and, you know, they love each other. And th- I think that speaks volumes why she's finally truly able to accept Joy and, and tell the grandpa that Becky is her girlfriend, which I also love how James Hong's uh, character uh, takes the news. He takes it so well. And you see yeah. him take her hand, and it's so freaking sweet. Like, my God, man, this movie just does so many things so well. And so, so like, organically, you know? Like, they don't beat you over the head with the fact that Joy and Becky are together, but they also have some really sweet and touching moments. I love Becky's attitude towards the parents. Like she's not mad that they don't fully accept her. She's just like, I'm going to do everything I can to earn their respect and love. And it's just, it's so sweet and kind. And I love every scene that the two of them are in together. And again, it doesn't feel like um, so many movies when they have like a, a gay couple feels like, we're just going to say we have a gay couple for the sake of it. I, I commented that with like fantastic beasts. Like, yeah, Dumbledore is gay. Here's a moment of them talking about it, but we're not actually going to be in their relationship. We're here. It's there, but it's also genuine. It feels natural. It feels organic. And it feels like, Hey, gay people exist. And this is one of, this is the couple, but we're not going to also, you know, just say it for the sake of saying it. Like, this is a real relationship. These people love each other. They're caring. It, it just feels it was great in, in terms of like representation, in my opinion. Of course, we haven't got into the reputation of like the Asian community, like finally is getting some some film representation. Part of the reason why the tremendous performance from an actor who we haven't seen since the Goonies and clearly could have been acting this whole time because my God, is he not tremendous in this film? He's like, fantastic. The, the weight. I mean, he gets one of the best monologues in the Wong Kar Wai inspired oh. uh, romantic scene. When he's he's telling her that you think I'm weak because I, I'm kind, but that's actually my whole strategy. This doesn't he like look a, sharp as well when that scene? Um, doesn't he look so good genuinely as well? He owns that scene so hard, dude. It's so tremendous. Um, it just uh, like this movie, just it literally. How can it live up to the title of everything, everywhere, all at once? And somehow it does. Like every time I look at this film, I'm just in in shock at how much they're able to cram in and never really make it feel bloated. It's just over two hours, but it doesn't feel like it. Again, I've seen it four times. You would think by the fourth time I would be like, okay, 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 let's get to this next part. Every time I'm just sucked into this movie and I'm just like, okay, I can't believe this is happening. And uh, in my head, I'm like, well, there must be a big gap between these two things, and there's not. It just moves so fluidly. I- I'm just awed at the existence of this film, and that's that's hard to do. Well, John has spent ten hours of the year with this yeah. film, and that doesn't sound like a lot, but it is when you when you think about sitting. If you sat in a cinema for ten hours and loves it just as much, but there there is so much to love, and we haven't even mentioned. We're really, I mean, dived over into how good Stephanie Sue is as Joy and Jobu Tapaki. Uh, not just the fabulous costume design, hair and makeup that she is um, put through, but she is really good. Michelle Yeoh, of course, is the lead of the film. She's a focal point. She has the emotional uh, focus of the movie. However, again, similar to other parts, the emotion of the ending and, you know, the, 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 
the build-up, the the elevation of the emotions throughout the film doesn't work if Stephanie Sue's character isn't believable, if she isn't hitting the beats. And she's fantastic. I know she's been in a few things before, um, but I think she is so, so good in this film. I think she looks great as well. There's a there's an awful lot to like about the performances. Jamie Lee Curtis is clearly having the time of her life here. Got to say mm. that as well. The bagel, I love the idea of that. The bagel oh. is well, which I think the Dan- Daniel said was just an idea they tossed around for fun at the beginning because pretty much they're like, who doesn't like a bagel? And it stuck because they're like, well, it's funny, it work, it's madcap, why not? <laughs> the bagel of doom. So it's um, everything bagel. Is it everything bagel? Uh, so yeah, I, I love that whole idea of um, of that is the that, that is the kind of defining image of um, the the nihilism that Joy or Jobu is sort of seeking to uh, attain or uh, revel in. But there's the the the, the, the action scenes you mentioned are are great. Uh, Michelle Yeoh really is very good in action scenes, as is Kwan as well. Uh, as Wayman Wang, his his action scenes. It's something about him because originally when we first see Wayman, he's he he is kind of really withdrawn and reserved, and we find out why because he wants to uh, he wants to get his a divorce. He wants to marry an old. He wants it called off um, because Evelyn is so overwhelmed and so focused on the laundromat and everything else going on in her life. She's she's seemingly kind of pushed everyone aside her daughter, her husband, there's that moment where rather than telling her daughter how much he loves her, she says, you know, you're getting a bit fat, which is kind of, it's played for laughs at the same time. It's also, you know, a huge moment for Joy as well. It's a huge defining moment of the film for her and where she goes in the film with her character's journey. Um, But when we see Wayman, this variant of him, you know, taking falls down and taking names, it's great, and he does it so well. There's a, there's a, I, I'm kind of like you, where is you kind of where do you start on moments to pull out? There's the absurd moments, like like the hot dog fingers, like the the, the variations of Evelyn with the, the singing variation, uh, that the very uh, multiverse. Sorry, but I wanted to touch on what you said earlier on about the actual multiverse itself. I love the way they explain this multiverse. In in, in it is so very simple in its uh, delivery that. The decisions you make, well, you know, they create a branch in your multiverse. It creates a alternate timeline, basically. John, mm-hmm. you could turn left or right on the street this morning. You turn left, okay, immediately. Uh, what happens if you turn right? There's a universe for that. Now, that's been created. That portal has been unopened. That dimension's created. It's so simple. It's, it's, it, there's, there's, there's no need to elaborate further on that. It's such a simple but well delivered well executed idea and if such a thing as a multiverse exists then why wouldn't it be based on something as simple as your life decisions how many times have you either listeners sat there and thought you know five six years ago ten years ago what happens if i did this instead what happens if i took mm-hmm. that job what happens if i didn't go and meet that person you know it's it's that kind of like what if almost moments and this film utilizes that so well it's segmented it's in three parts everything everywhere and all at once uh, kind of mentioned that as well. There is sort of three defined chapters in this film, but they all flow within each other. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely, really, really adored this film, John. I'm so glad I did because of the adoration that you'd given it. Um, and I came out and I was so excited to say how much I enjoyed it. I cried my eyes out at the end. Um, I'm not a mother to a daughter. I'm a father to a daughter, but I still felt that kind of familial mm-hmm. relation of that bond. And I thought that's what it was for me. That's what grabbed me. Um, 
And you, you mentioned in the non-spoiler that there was controversy around one of the characters' names, Jenny Slate. She's not in the film for an awful lot. She's Debbie. She's a dog mum. But she's referred to as, as Big Nose in the film. Yeah. I do believe they're going to be amending that in future releases, I think. Yeah. They've apologized for it already. And also um, because there was a scene that was cut uh, where there was a little more humanity given to Jenny Slate. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, and the character in that was unable to make it in. Um, I think there was like a whole multiverse lo- storyline just for her, like in, in her interaction. Um, but she gets a couple of fun things to do in the movie, but uh, yeah. Michelle Yeoh's character refers to her as big nose. And that's why she's credited as that. But um, there's obviously some Jewish stigmatism with that. Yes. And that's why it's being uh, amended. And um, I think the, the apology seemed very heartfelt and they, they, you know, they, the fact that they are willing to make that change is, is a sign. I think that they, they meant no uh, offense. I, 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 that seems to be their vibe. Um, they're like, uh, did, did you note though, that the, uh, the Daniel Schreibert is um, in the movie. Uh, he plays like the, the IRS, like CEO guy who has the, uh, the safe room, if you will. I only um, found that afterwards that he was in it. Yeah. And Randy Newman, he's Rakakuni's voice. I didn't know that. That's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, wild stuff in this movie, folks. Uh, I think, I think, I mean, I could talk for days about this I'm movie, but I think you this need is an a- episode in a half yeah. about, you need a little need about if we could go on for 40 minutes and really kind of deep dive because thematically this, and there's so much stuff in there it, is. like you mentioned, like sexuality, identity, uh, there's the generational trauma. Yep. There is um, existentialism. That's just touching yes. the surface. Nihilism, as the directors have said, there's so much here that you could go into, which amongst all the hot dog fingers, amongst the raccoonies, amongst the bagel talk and the and the funky variations of uh, Jobu, there is so much going on beneath the surface, which I, I'm so glad that most people seem to be picking up on and aren't just seeing it as, isn't that the wacky film with the hot dog fingers? because there is so much underneath the surface, profound stuff, which maybe you wouldn't expect from this film, uh, just judging by the poster or what you may have seen or heard about it, but it's fantastic. You know, there's so much you could say about it. The score is great as well. There's so much you could say about it. Uh, Yeah. Like there's literally uh, an endless amount of things to talk about. So I think this is, we've said a lot. Let's, let's stop here and just say, I adore this film. Um, I cannot wait to own it. Uh, I will definitely watch this more and more. Um, I have notoriously done that. Um, <laughs> it's been a minute since I have found a new favorite film. I mean, blind spotting is up there. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know how many more times I can watch blind spotting without that gut punch every time at the end. Uh, and, and that movie does leave me hopeful kind of where like, but I still, I think blind spotting is a masterpiece. I think this though just hits all of my sensibilities and then some, and I also think, uh, I love a good martial arts movie and there's some really cool martial arts scenes in this. So I love everything everywhere all at once. And I, if you're listening to this and we've spoiled so much for you, I apologize, but <laughs> still watch it. It's worth it. I can tell you from experience, knowing what's going to happen does not uh, detract from the enjoyment of this film. Cause I have seen it four times and I've loved it the same every time. Yes, he has. I've seen it once. I can't wait to see it again. Going in blind on the first viewing was an absolute experience, which I would recommend. I recommend to every film, but certainly for something like this, if you were able to go in unsullied, I certainly hope you enjoyed it as much as as we have. Yeah. I I can't wait to go back in JB and rewatch this one. 
Mr. Burkerfield. That's okay. I just heard a I just heard a, a robotic voice saying your name, and I was like, I thought even the even the AI want a piece of JB. But um, yeah, no, no. This film is superb. Go check it out. Go support this film. It's doing bonkers numbers for its size and budget at the box office. You know, uh, add add to that. Let's get more films like this. And good luck with the Daniels for for topping this one. I think JB. Yep. Agreed. Well, that is going to be our spoiler mini so then of everything, everywhere, all at once. As we, and one more time, we loved it. We hope you do too. Go and check it out. Do let us know, though, what you think about this film. We'd love to discuss this film with each and anyone, every one of you or anyone who will listen. If you want to talk to us online or find us, you can find us on social media at Twitter at BAMP underscore podcast, B-A-M-P underscore podcast. John, Instagram, we are at bloody awesome movie pod. Uh, if you're on Facebook still, Meta, whatever, bloody awesome movie podcast, we are there. If you want to find me, you can find me whatiwatchtonight.co.uk, what I watched tonight across all the socials and letterboxed. JB? I am at com and at Reviews on all the social media platforms. Uh, go and follow JB. Uh, if you like what you're hearing, we certainly hope you do. Please do consider leaving us a five-star rating or review on your podcast provider of choice it's free and quick and easy to do and we would appreciate your time if you are able to spare it for us however with that as always stay bloody awesome and keep watching movies blah, 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 blah.